these product reviews will uh, be speaking about products that are readily accessible. So ones you're going to be able to find at Whole Foods, maybe Target, maybe Costco. I want it to be where people can find them, purchase them, and go home. With that said, there's a lot of really good products out there that can be purchased online too. So I'm going to mention some of them, um, but the ones that I have at hand are the ones that um, you can drive to the store and purchase. And that goes for all product reviews. Anyway, we're going to start naturally. I always go with my least favorite and build up to the best because I just need to get that negative energy out of here. All right, so Tampax, Tampax, Tampax. This is obviously my least favorite. And look, it could have been Playtex, Kotex, any of these. But as I mentioned in the Knowledge Bomb segment, that these regulate their own ingredients, don't necessarily disclose all of them, although they do put some ingredients, maybe to maybe to their dismay because I'm about to review them. But, um, but yeah, this is, this is something that we need to discuss. So the f one of the first ingredients you'll see is cotton. Already is the red flag, right? We know that it has glyphosate. We know that it's one of the dirtiest crops. We know that it has other toxins. Um, so there you go, non-organic cotton. We know the second ingredient is rayon. Remember what I just said about dioxin. We can guarantee that this has both glyphosate and dioxin, two of the nastiest toxins that are out there that women are putting into their vagina. So in the industry, there's something called fiber loss. And we know that with rayon, it has the tendency to shed into the vagina. So why would anyone ever want to shed one of the most toxic toxins into the vagina? That is a big concern, all right? What else does it have? It has polyester. We spoke about that with the crude oil. Um, we don't know how it is uh, sourced, but I can almost guarantee that Tampax isn't responsibly sourcing their polyester. And then two of the last ones is this. This is ones I want to talk about, actually. Propylene uh, and polyethylene. These are plastic polymers. And th th they say that the propylene itself... Is, is more resistant towards leaching plastic. I'm gonna do a whole show about plastic, but what, what plastic does in the body is it mimics estrogen. It's called a xenoestrogen. So for men and women, it can really disrupt our hormones, start promoting proliferation of cancerous cells, um, predisposing men to prostate cancer and women towards breast cancer, and then all of us to different other hormonal cancers. So plastic is not a good thing. It's in this in those forms. And then this is the unscented one, but we know that there are scented uh, tampons. And remember what I said about fragrance then, that opens up the umbrella term about it, right? It can be thousands of different chemicals that, uh, that reflect what's going on with this fragrance part. So when you go on the website of Tampax, there's a little safety section. And there's a quote that says, we care about your safety. We use reliable materials that are extensively tested. I said, by who, Mr. Magoo? This is ridiculous. Like, who is testing this? Because I know with, there's no certifications here. There's nothing that I know about Tampax that is telling me that I can even trust this company. I can't even give it an, any other analogy about what to do other than just throw this away. Like, please don't ever use Tampax. They might come after me for that one. Anyway, 
Let's go to my favorite. Let's go to one of my favorite. And, and this goes back to the part where I said, readily accessible. I bought this one at Whole Foods, but there are some really other good ones that I'll mention that are out there um, that weren't at Whole Foods or over here we have Sprouts and, um, and Air One. So, so NatureCare. NatureCare is my favorite readily accessible one. Um, and here's why. Nature Care does their due diligence, right? Because it actually was the first tampon that was made organic with certified organic cotton. And they did it in response because of things like Tampax, what they're doing, right? They're putting out, particularly because of dioxin and glyphosate. Uh, that's why it was made. So this company itself, what they do is their, their tampons are made of 100% organic cotton. Great. Like, just just them saying that, okay, obviously I'm going to need a little certification because, you know, anyone can say that, but they say 100% organic cotton. So that's telling me already that there's no glyphosate, right? And we also, again, cotton's a very dirty crop, no other chemicals in it. And they go, they go two steps extra. They have something called the Soil Association Organic. That's a stamp in Europe that shows that farms are organic and the foods they produce or the products they produce are organic. It's sort of like the USDA organic label. In essence, we can say they, they reflect each other a lot. But what that's doing is ensuring us that the cotton in here that's being produced is organic. But then they go one step further. And here is something regardless of nature care or any other tampon that we need to keep an eye on. Um, it had, there's a certification called the GOT certification, Global Organic Textile Standard Certification. And what that tells us, it's a governing body that tells us that, and it's actually on the bottom side of this one here, that tells us that organic uh, cotton is used from seed all the way to the stitching. And it's 95% organic. So again, no, nothing's ever perfect in this industry, but it's the best one. On top of that, it ensures that it's ethically grown. Um, there's no metals, there's no other pollutants, other solvents and other nasties in there. Um, so you want, you want your things to be GOT certified. And this actually moves over to even blankets or beds or bedding. Um, anything that's really using cotton heavy materials, you want it to be GOTS certified. It's a little round guy with, with a green color. Additionally, Nature Care doesn't use um, perfumes. Remember the fragrance umbrella, uh, chlorine, no plastic. So this is really good. This is encouraging. This is how tampons should be made. I like this one in particular because the applicator is not plastic. There are some other really good ones and they have, but they have plastic applicators. How much it matters, I don't know. When, when, when you're just inserting the tampon and it's not, the applicator's not staying in there, of course not. Um, maybe it doesn't make that much of a difference, but this one uses actually a biodegradable uh, applicator and um, there's no plastic basically, which is good. Um, Nature Care also makes pads. If, if, if some women are more, um, are leaning more towards pads, that's, that's fine too. They use uh, no fragrances, no dyes, no perfumes. Um, the, pa the pads are made of plant starch and they don't use super absorbent, absorbent materials. So, um, Another, it, it's, it's a good company, especially when it comes to tampons. I think they stay only in that industry. I don't, I'm not sure that Nature Care makes anything other than pads and tampons. They may or may not. Um, some other inquiries that I've gotten and some other ones that I've heard about are Lola. 
Lola is a subscription-based tampon delivery company, and they use 100% organic. And much like the Nature Care, they have the they have the certification label that that it's got certified GOTS, and they say they use they have a BPA-free applicator. As a side note, and before you know, I'll go into a whole show on plastic, but BPA-free doesn't really mean anything. It's it's as toxic or even more toxic. But again, you're only using it for application, a short exposure. Um, it's up to you. Another company is Cora, Cora and L dot, L dot. These are two that they, they, I know that they sell at Target because when I did a little series on my Instagram stories, uh, when I was at Target, those were the two that I was leaning over instead of Tampax. Um, so those, those, I really like those, the Cora and the L dot one, same idea as the Lola one. Um, they're using 100% organic. They're both got certified. So I don't care what you use. Buy them, try those out, see which one is most comfortable, see which one your body reacts to the best. But I, I care that you all understand what you need to look for. You need to look for a certification, some sort of certification. And, and in the tampon industry, we want to look for the GOTS, the GOT certification. We want to know that it's 100% organic. We want to know that there's no rayon or dioxin byproducts in there. That's, that's what the implication is. We want to know that there's no plastic in the tampon. The applicator, again, that's, that's up for debate. So, um, and we want to know that there's no artificial fragrances, that umbrella term for thousands and thousands of different chemicals that can be in there. So uh, be empowered with this understanding and then shop around and see which one you love best. I will do uh, a side note on Diva Cups or the menstrual cups, Diva Cups, a popular one. Um, I guess, so So the FDA says that uh, the silicone is medical grade and it's biocompatible and non-toxic and non-porous and um, can stay uh, in the vagina for long periods. We don't necessarily know, I mean, the, what, the what the jury says is it's safe. I'm one to be more conservative because we don't necessarily know how the body reacts to silicon, although it's understandably said to be stable. We, there are some studies that show that um, the breakdown products of silicone, they're called siloxanes, can be um, liberated throughout the blood and can potentially be an endocrine disruptor. So do I approve of Diva Cups? Probably. Um, do I approve of these tampons that, that can be used? Probably more so than the Diva Cups because it's just, a I take it with a grain of salt, the Diva Cups or the menstrual cups. I think there's a Diva Cup and the Luna Cup. Um, but they're, they're about 40 bucks. They can be reused. And if it works for you, it works for you. Just know that we don't necessarily fully know if the silicone is, is safe. All right, that is my take on tampons. Let me talk about my three worst protein bars or snack bars out there, and then my three favorite. A lot of these bars say clean, natural, and then other bars have the organic label. As a consumer, we need to be looking for the organic label, right? We, we wanna see the USDA organic. It's not a perfect label, but what it does do is ensure us that there are no synthetic pesticides in there. The problem is this, pesticides, insecticides, herbicides, fungicides, they cause issues to our body, period, right? Uh, 
one little exposure to pesticide, you'll be fine, right? We have all, all of these detox mechanisms in our body to take care of it, beautiful. But cumulative, think about the air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat, and other exposures, then that cumulative exposure starts taking a real big toll. This is why I always preach the difference between having clean food and not clean food, right? And we're not talking about macronutrients. We're not talking about, all right, you know, this has low sugar and high protein and wonderful, I can eat it. I'm talking about deeper than that, quality, right? So what we know is pesticides, insecticides, herbicides, fungicides, they cause hormonal disruptions, which are the worst. They cause genetic changes, which can lead to cancer, which is really bad, right? And then we have cognitive changes, neurotoxicity, developmental changes, uh, reproductive issues, trying to have a baby. This is things that we have to really think about and become more empowered to change, right? That brings me to my next point, greenwashing. Do we know what the heck greenwashing is? Because when I was younger, I had no idea what it was. And I fell for greenwashing every single day. I was going to the supermarket, I go, oh, it says natural. It says clean. I mean, how much better is that? It can't get better than that, right? But these companies are capitalizing on greenwashing, the concept of greenwashing, by telling us that this is the cleanest product without any real certifications or labels. And then we're falling for it going, oh yeah, it's clean. Let me go for it, all right? So with that said, let's talk about the first one. I, I would say even before I pull it out, this is the king of greenwashing, even though it's number three, worst bar. RX bar, RX bar, right? Uh, this is so good at greenwashing because look, we have three eggs, six almonds, four cashews, two dates. Look, and even no BS, right? Which is, I mean, that's the best part of it, right? No BS, I mean, I know, and then if you go on the website, they're marketing how clean their products are, right? It's whole, they're using just ingredients that are whole. And I, if, if I was a consumer who had no idea, I'd be like, well, God damn, RX bars, this is a really good bar, right? <laughs> the problem is, is that they're so deceptive about their ingredients, right? If you go to the website, you'll see the eggs admittedly are conventional, right? And they say these, they want to give these chickens the best life, uh, and the best food, right? And it says they eat a balanced diet. Well, what the hell's a balanced diet? List out for me what these chickens are eating, right? Because to me, a balanced diet is something really clean, devoid of GMOs. And they say there's no GMOs. Okay, great. But what other, what other inflammatory foods might these chickens be eating, right? Uh, so there's no assurance about where these eggs are coming from. On top of that, they're being sued. As of last summer, um, because there's deceptive marketing. It's not necessarily egg whites that are used, it's egg white powder, which is a little more processed. And if they put egg white powder on the package, you know, what mom's gonna wanna buy this for their kid? They're eating, they're eating egg white protein powder. And on top of that, it's reported that their fruits are being infused with concentrates, right? Uh, to sweeten it up. Okay, well, that's a problem because we don't know they're sourcing. There's no USDA organic label. And this is one of the, this is the mixed berry one, right? It has strawberries, it has cranberries, it has raspberries. Um, and basically what it, what it boils down to is this. These fruits are highly sprayed, right? 
we know that berries are some of the most highly sprayed with pesticides uh, fruits out there. Say, for example, strawberry. There's 72 potential toxins that it can be hit with. Out of that, we know that 64 can cause all of those diseases or disruptions that I mentioned. So, Rx Bar, I don't know what you're doing, but um, you need to really start rebranding and remarketing with a more natural approach, right? More clean approach because they talk nothing about their berries. They talk nothing about pesticides on their website at all. Not coincidentally, right? This is deceptive. I don't like it and I don't approve of it. And then on top of that, they're nuts. We know almonds, cashews, just like berries are highly sprayed foods. Uh, and that's concerning. It really is. Because now when you look at this for what it is, we have six almonds highly sprayed, four cashews sprayed, and then a bunch of fruits, which we don't know how much, but we have raspberries, cranberries, strawberries, highly sprayed. So if I had my own lab in my basement, I wish I could do some toxin testing on this, but I'd stay away from RX bar as a whole. Okay. That was my rant on RX Bar. I have a personal personal vendetta because of their clean marketing. It's just, they just, no BS. To me, it's all BS. Number two, I talk about this one because it's in over 150,000 stores. Kind Bar, I know you've seen this one, all right? You go to the gas station when you're on the road and it's in the gas station. You go to a convenience store, you go to the supermarket, Kind Bar has become, um, become one of the major bars out there. Right, and here's my favorite part when you go on the website, right? Because it has, it says, look, gluten-free ingredients you can pronounce, just like the RX bar, right? No BS, ingredients you can pronounce. No genetically modified ingredients. Thank you, RX bar, I mean, kind bar. But there's no certifications that tell me that any of this is true, right? Nothing. On top of that, you go to the website and here's the craziest part. They said, nope, we are not pursuing organic certification because their top priority is in investing in high quality premium ingredients. That's, that's ridiculous, right? So you're telling me you can't show the public, us as people, that this is, this is insured certified to tell us that, you know what, there's no synthetic pesticides in here, but we're gonna take the word of Kindbar that, you know, we're just gonna make sure we get high quality ingredients. Well, you know, I'm gonna make sure to get a Tesla one day, but who's gonna believe that, you know, until I get it. So I'm not believing shit until I see that, until I see that label. All right, that's the first part. On top of that, just like RX bar, we have nuts, we have fruits um, in here that uh, are not certified organic. And according to them, they're, they're sourcing it as best as they can. But really the problem is, like I said, there's no assurance in this. So we're eating this on our own accord with the risk. All right. On top of that, it has natural flavors. What the hell is natural flavors? I know we want to talk about this because, you know, you, you look at, it doesn't even have to be this. You look at different foods aside from water and I believe maybe sugar. Now, natural flavors is something that we see everywhere. All right. So natural flavors is so ambiguous. The FDA goes, hey, to the, to the manufacturers. Here's a really ambiguous definition of what natural flavors are, and then you can 
you can uh, just put them in there and it's fine. Basically, what it, it could be from fruits to vegetables to bark to beef. It doesn't matter. It's just an extract of the essence of that flavor, right? But it's coming from different sources. So um, this has natural flavors. What the hell does that mean? On top of that, if not to complicate it more, the FDA goes here. On top of natural flavors, it can they can be derived from 3,000 different chemicals. So we don't know where these natural flavors are derived. There's no fruits that are certified organic, no nuts or seeds that are certified organic. So um, again, greenwashing at its best. No labels, no anything. Second worst. All right, drum roll number one. Uh, the That's It Bar, look. That's it, Bar. Another really good, this is, they're also being sued by the same group uh, that RX Bar is suing, but, uh, or that, that is suing RX Bar. That's it. It looks so clean, right? We have, shit, one apple and 20 blueberries. If I'm a, an uninformed consumer and I'm walking and I see one apple and 20 blueberries, that is clean as it gets, right? Nothing else, just that. It's also non-GMO, right? Can someone tell me what apples or blueberries are GMO in the first place? If you're seeing a non-GMO label or description or claim on a food that's not even GMO, we know that that's already a greenwashing tactic. On top of that, you can't pay me to eat a conventional apple or 20 conventional blueberries, and here's why. We know that apples and blueberries are some of the most highly sprayed foods, right? Apple can have potentially 109 pesticides in it, 109. Out of those 109, 91 could be super toxic. So same thing with blueberries, it's up there. It's like 40 pesticides or so, and then 38 toxic. So what we have here is one whole apple and 20 blueberries in one bar, right? It's got, it's got a non-GMO label though, so that's, that must be great. But, um, you know, that's it bar reached out to me after I called them out and they said, Hey, you know, sorry, you're not, we're not happy or you're not happy with our bar, but, uh, we're really trying to be organic. So they say they're, they're, they're going with like 60 to 80% organic. I said, all right, well, you know, show me a label until I know that on here, I'm going to take your word for it. Right. And I have trust issues. I really do with foods and bars. So if I'm not, if I'm not seeing standardization, then I'm not really going anywhere with it. So yeah, that's what I feel about uh, That's It Bar. Those are my three worst. To reiterate, RX Bar, um, no BS, a lot of BS. Kind Bar, um, unkind food. And that's it. Um, yeah, that should be it. I don't like it. All right. That's, that's my segment on the worst bars. Now let's go to the cleanest and uh, my favorite bars. Okay. So at the same place, on the same aisle, on the same shelf, pretty much, you can find these really shitty, toxic, greenwash bars. You can find some really good bars. Okay. So how do we go about this? Let's start with my favorite, my third favorite. It's the square bar. The square bar looks like this. And I know you've seen it. Square bar. It's small, good amount of protein for, for this little small guy. Uh, a little bit more sugar than I like, but really important, if you look on the bar, you will see USDA organic label. 
Thank you, Square Bar, for getting this certification because now I know that no synthetic pesticides are used in any of the ingredients. So even if you put fruits or nuts or seeds, I'm not worried about if it's toxic. I'm not worried about if it's pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, insecticides, right? That's really cool. Thank you. Square, non-GMO. It has a label. So anything like soy, canola, uh, any vegetable oils, uh, corn is not going to be GMO. Even better. And it's gluten-free for all my gluten-free friends out there. But I will say, just, um, just to be sure, we have um, another label, gluten-free. Uh, but my whole point about this is this. This is not greenwashing, although it's very clean labeling. Uh, we also know that it has these labels and that's important as a consumer. This is what we wanna look out for. We wanna be like, all right, cool, USDA organic. So now that I know that it covers everything, it's clean. And then it's not GMO, which is really cool too. Uh, it's a good bar too. If you like chocolate, it's got coconut in it, it's delicious, I have it as a snack. Number three. All right, number two is one of my favorites overall. And um, it, it could have been number one because Go Macro does an awesome, awesome, awesome job of making sure that they're clean, right? So it has the USDA organic label. Remember, first and foremost, that's what we want to see, USDA organic. It has a USDA organic label. Non-GMO, has a non-GMO certification. So we know that it, does, it's not, it doesn't have glyphosate or any corn, soy, or canola, or any other vegetable oils that are GMO. That's a good thing. But then it goes further to have this, um, to have this certification called Certified Clean. And clean is really cool, and here's why. Because we know that it's sourced, right? C is conscious. We know that it's sourced consciously, so, and ethically, right? Which goes even further, right? Um, we know that it's, it's ethical, which is the, I'm, I'm sorry, we know that it's live, so it's CL, live, L is live. And we know that that means that it has enzymes in there. It's bioavailable, meaning that it's not only just good food, but we know that it's nourishing to us, right? We know that it's going to be broken down by our body and absorbed, right? And then we have the E, which is ethical. It's non-GMO, it's humane, right? Active, again, enzymes, bioavailability, and then nourishing. So that follows an ANDI score. ANDI score is a, basically a, a, how many micronutrients are in there. So without getting super technical, all we know is we're going to know from the clean label is that, look, it's a clean, bioavailable to our body and high micronutrient food. And then it has a raw label, which means that it's non-GMO, it's alive, again, bioavailable, and it's minimally processed. This would be number one if it didn't use so much brown rice, right? Now, I'll say a little aside about brown rice, right? Uh, we see it as a health food, and a maybe once a week it could be a health, health food, but the concern with brown rice is this, arsenic, right? Little Brown rice uh, will suck up arsenic from the ground, right? And, and what happens is this long-term, this metal, could be very toxic to us. So when I spoke to Go Macro, they said uh, the concentrate, uh, the, the, the brown rice concentrated trait that they use is cleaned with minimal arsenic. But they also use brown rice, rice, brown rice puffs, brown rice crisps, and that's, that's a little bit more than I'd like. So to be honest, 
this is one of my favorite, but I wouldn't have it every day. Just, just to let you know. Um, but Go Macro is doing it right, and more companies need to do it right. It's, it's got all the labeling, uh, and for me to feel really encouraged and feel really good about it. So Go Macro, uh, I got a lot of love for you. All right, number one favorite protein bar. All right, and it's my favorite because it's USDA organic. Okay, we talked about that. Um, it's it's non-GMO, so we talked about that, how clean it is. And it's got a good level of protein and fiber, right? So before I even show or reveal number one, we wanna do this always. We take the total carbohydrates and divide it by the total amount of sugar. And we want, to know, we want that number to be five or under. Then we know it's got a good ratio for us to eat, right? Um, it won't be affecting our insulin like, let's say, a That's It bar, which has a ton of sugar and a little bit of fiber. So, Garden of Life Sport Bar. This is one of the cleanest ones. Every ingredient in this is organic, and it's pretty tasty. I, I, I don't eat the peanut butter one, but I have this one. I eat the brownie one which is more tasty to me. But like Go Macro Bar, it doesn't have all of the certifications like the clean and raw certification, but it's a good bar. And um, it tastes good when I used to eat it. And, uh, and I'll talk about that. But it's got a lot of protein. So if you're active and you want a good bar, it's a good quality one. And it's got good macronutrients, good micronutrients, all organic. So they did a good job on this bar. I will say something. Garden of Life is owned by Nestle. So uh, if you know about Nestle, it's a really crappy company and it, it commits many atrocities. We don't like Nestle as a whole. So ingredients wise, this is awesome. Morally, I leave you as an informed consumer to make your decision if you want to support a company owned by Nestle, which is why um, I personally don't eat it, but it's a good bar. And that's what I'm talking about. We're talking about ingredients. But remember, I, I want you to all be informed consumers, making your own decision. Um, so I'm gonna give you all of the sides, good and bad. Deodorants, this is by popular demand. It was asked nonstop, so why not? A lot of us have many questions about deodorants. So what I'm gonna do today, look, I can't cover all the deodorants. I can't cover all the natural deodorants, all the crappy ones. But what I can tell you is what to look for and how to look for it and give you some resources how to move forward about what you're putting under your arms, okay? So one of the first things I like to talk about with any deodorants is the difference between well deodorants and antiperspirants, right? A lot of these are antiperspirant deodorants, which actually stop you from perspiring but make you smell good at the same time. And, and a lot of these natural ones are just deodorants, all right? Antiperspirants utilize aluminum. Aluminum is how they clog up your pores and kill those bugs that cause the sweating and the smell. And that's the way they execute their job. The problem is aluminum is a nasty metal, okay? So a lot of people go, I don't use aluminum deodorant because it causes cancer. Well, look, the consensus in studies we can't say that it causes cancer directly, right? Because there's only a few studies that show the consensus is no. It's, it, they say no in the science, in the science community, but it's based on a few studies. And they're not really well designed, so there's some conflicting evidence. But right now, does aluminum cause breast cancer? Science says no. 
The problem is this. It disrupts the bacteria. It's like an atomic bomb into that good... It, look, probiotics are not just in our gut. They're hanging out in our skin, right? So disruptions of this ecological harmony of bacteria can cause a lot of issues, right? So most of the aluminum, actually, what they saw builds up in what they call the upper outer quadrant, right? So if you, if you cut the uh, pec or the breast into four sections, the upper outer quadrant, which is closest to the shoulder, that's where aluminum mostly builds up. Well, maybe not coincidentally, most breast cancers present in that side too. So look, I'm not saying aluminum causes breast cancer, but I am saying we need to be more careful about what we're putting under our arms, particularly women. Okay. Also, researchers found that there's high amounts of aluminum in cystic breast fluid when they open it up. Another thing. So like, why don't we think about it this way? Is the body creating these cysts to siphon and hold in this excessive amount of aluminum that's building up in the body? And if that's the case, how incredible the body is. All right. So before I get started with these, um, these uh, deodorants and antiperspirants, why don't we keep this in mind? There is a resource called the Environmental Working Group, and I talk about it all the time. But at this point, to me, they're doing the best work out there, and they have a database called the Skin Deep Database, right? And this, look, this may be repetitive. I know most of you may know this, but there's some of you that don't. So what you can do is type in your deodorant, type in your makeup, your concealer, your bronzer, whatever it is, shampoo, and you can get a report on where yours stands, right? And it's graded. And if any of your products come up with a red or even a yellow, think about moving them out. And if the number is in the green, that's what we want. We want green products coming in your body. They also have EWG certified products, which started a few years ago. This is nice because we know if it's EWG certified, it's clean. All right. So you can actually don't even have to type in your particular type of deodorant but you can type in just deodorant on the top and it'll show you a grade of all the EWG certified ones and then all of the low numerical ones. That's really a nice resource, right? Because if you're at the supermarket or even you just want to take, uh, you want to you account for all of your products, you can do that by just typing it in there. All right. Let us start with the crappiest one. And I just grabbed this one, but really secret degree Dove, Mitchum, Old Spice, they're all the same. They're just versions of the same thing. But today I'm going to start with Secret Ultra Dry Vanilla, Vava Vanilla, with great marketing. They got a flower in here. It looks so natural, right? Invisible and solid. And it's a new formula. So, of course, who doesn't want new? Um, great marketing for a crappy product. So let's, let me talk about this. First and foremost, we know that the active ingredient is aluminum. I just spoke about aluminum. It's an atomic bomb to the good flora under our arms. And it also potentially can build up in our, in our system. All right. So aluminum is one thing already that I don't like about it. And then it has certain ingredients. The cool thing is, is back to that EWG skin deep data, uh, database, you can type in this uh, secret, and it'll come up, and then you can see the report on all of these ingredients, which is really cool. But the first one that's concerning is next to aluminum is cyclopentasiloxane. All right, and you may see this in all of the deodorants that I mentioned, right? All the other conventional ones. But this is expect as expected to be harmful or toxic. The uh, Environmental Canadian Domestic Substance List has it as harmful 
and toxic. And one or more animal studies show that uh, it's connected to tumor formation in moderate doses. And also the same goes with endocrine disruption, uh, endocrine disruption for your hormones and then neurotoxicity. All right. It also has mineral oil, and you'll see that in pretty much every single conventional one. And guess where that's coming from? Petroleum. All right. Petroleum. Petroleum. That's sludge, basically. And that's a toxic substance because petroleum is usually adulterated with other substances like benzene. We know benzene is a really nasty chemical. And this, uh, when you look on Environmental Working Group, it says that, that it has expected organ toxicity, immune and aller, uh, allergic toxicant. So if you're sensitive, you're gonna you you're highly likely to be sensitive to this is when it comes to allergies, but it's also gonna suppress your immune system. Talc. Talc is another one that you'll find conventionally through the board. The problem is with talc is this. There's a big chance that it's contaminated with asbestos. There's actually a lot of data out there that shows that talc is usually uh, contaminated with asbestos. Well, we know all those commercials. Have you been have you came into contact with asbestos? You know, those lawyer commercials that you see in the middle of the day? Well, call, you know, Robinson and Roberts, 1-800-ASBESTOS. Well, there's a reason why, because it's connected to lung toxicity, all right? And there's a lot of data that shows this. In Canada, from what I understand, it's prohibited and restricted in any of the cosmetic ingredients. They take out talc because they know. And talc was actually implicated in uh, various lawsuits for different companies. If you look it up, you can Google it and research it. I won't talk further about it, but uh, there's expected organ toxicity and uh, additive amounts of toxic exposure. So the more you use it, it builds up in toxin. What about fragrance? I mean, I spoke about that before, and we know fragrance is an umbrella term for thousands and thousands of different chemicals. So on the uh, Environmental Working Group Skin Deep database, the fragrance is an eight out of 10. All right, so it's known to cause allergies. It's an immunotoxicant, meaning it just, it's like, a, it's like a forest fire on your immune system, and that's shown in multiple studies. And then we have respiratory toxicant. It's an irritant to the respiratory system, and it just messes up the uh, ecological system too, right? So it's an environmental toxin. Look, secret, as I mentioned, Degree, Dove, Mitchum, Old Spice, all these conven conventional uh, deodorants, in a vacuum, without any toxins in your food and your water and other anything else you're putting on your body, yeah, your body, your your liver, your kidneys, your lungs, your skin, it'll detoxify, it'll it'll leave. But the problem is, is we have to think about toxic loads. All right. So this is not to scare anyone, it's just to empower us and make moves. Let's start shifting the perspective. All right, let's shift gears and go to some better ones. All right. Next one I'm gonna talk about is the one. You see, Tom's always falls right in the middle. When I spoke about toothpaste, it's one of those toothpaste that, yeah, you know, if you have it at your, at your dad's house that you're visiting in Long Island, then go ahead and use it. You know, if, if, if it's something that you, you, you found in your bottom of your drawer and you're running out of the house and you need deodorant, sure, use it. Here's why. Look, Tom's is transparent when it comes to their website. They'll tell you where everything comes from. Um, and they're proud of it. But... Sometimes I question why. Uh, a, a lot of the ingredients they use are, they're pretty good. But some things that concern me, I'd like to talk about. First and foremost, like all of the Tom's products, they'll tell you they're not animal tested, which is beautiful. I really do support that. I think it's terrible how we animal test. Um, and then it uses no artificial colors, flavors, fragrances, or preservatives. Much better already, 10 steps ahead of Secret. 
maybe 11. Um, and then they share every ingredient. Yes, they do. I've seen that. Sustainable practices, and they strive to maximize recycling and recyclability. So they're eco-conscious, which is wonderful. Um, the problem is a few things. One of the major ingredients for deodorants is propylene glycol or propanediol, and they mix that with um, with sodium stearate, and that forms, forms like the base of the deodorant. Um, so Tom's uses propylene glycol, but it's derived from corn. It doesn't say anything about non-GMO corn being used. And you know how I feel about GMOs. I've been talking about them since day one on this show and 2010 in med school, right? I have a lot to say about them. So the problem, like always with Tom's, is that they're transparent and proud about telling you their ingredients, but they're not really sourcing the best ingredients, right? So it's coming from corn and no guarantee that it's non-GMO corn. Is it organic? I don't know, Tom. Why don't you tell me? Glycerol laurate, again, something that comes from vegetable oils. From where? What vegetables? Soy? Corn? Right? So a little bit more transparency. So it's, like I said, this is why it puts it in the middle of the road, not to be used every single day. Um, now, at least the fragrance they use, as they mentioned, they don't use synthetic fragrance. They're using plant oil fragrance. Great. I'm for it. All right. Um, and the ascorbic acid comes from fruits and not, you know, sewer sludge and, and mold growth. Um, so like I said, look, Tom, not an everyday thing, um, but I need Tom to be more transparent. All right. Let us go to my favorites. These are my favorites that I have on hand, but there's so many other good ones. Right. And this is, like I said, where the resource comes in, the skin deep database. Right. You type in deodorant, you get a huge list of EWG certified deodorants and the ones with the lowest number um, of toxicity. Really cool stuff. So the ones I have at hand are the ones that I saw at Whole Foods. I do use one of them fairly regularly. But let's start with the all good one. All right. All good. So on the Environmental Working Group database, it's a one. So it's the lowest. And the, the nice thing I use, I think I'm getting older. I can't even see this really. All right. I got to put on, I got to get some better contacts. I know I do. All right. So what we see is this, look, propanediol, as I mentioned, remember Tom's uses propylene glycol, propanediol mixes with sodium stearate and that forms the base of the deodorant. Um, they use this, but you know, as opposed to Tom's where it's coming from, because they tell you that it's coming from non-GMO sugar cane. All right, non-GMO sugarcane, not genetically modified corn, not genetically modified uh, soy, and then the rest of their ingredients are coming are organic and coming from plants. Plants, arrowroot, malaleuca, which is tea tree oil, but it's organic. Okay, it's using basil oil, organic. It's using neem, organic. This is nice. Frankincense, organic. So the oils for the scents that they're using are coming from high quality right? It's, it's really nice to see that. And it's not tested on animals, which you know I'm a big fan of in the first place. But this is how it should be. No, no aluminum, no propylene glycol, no parabens, not deriving their ingredients from genetically modified, and no other chemicals. And when they do put in the scents, like the oils, you know that they're organic. So that's what you want to look for. You want to see that it's organic uh, ingredients, you want to see where they're deriving all of these um, constituents for this for this deodorant. The other one, and the one that I tend to use, is Schmitz. Schmitz, 
was bought out by a really big company. I don't remember which one, but I know that I need the sensitive one because a lot of people were complaining about the baking soda used in Schmitz, but they have a sensitive skin formula and a lot, they came out with a, a longer list of them actually, because I, I think it was across the board. A lot of people were really complaining about it. But again, this, in my opinion, is not as good as the all good one, but they do have some really clean natural ingredients. They use coconut oil um, and a lot of the scents that they use are uh, plant derived, which, you know, that's always beautiful to see, right? Not, not fragrance. There's no fragrance in here. Um, but it, the, the thing about Schmitz is they don't, um, always guarantee that it's organic. I don't see anything about organic actually. Um, but it has no aluminum, no propylene glycol, no artificial fragrances. For me, this works well. I'm not a really big sweater in the first place, but it smells good. Um, it lasts throughout the day. And I think that's a big problem with a lot of people when it comes to deodorant. They worry if it's going to last all day. But look, when you compare it to conventional antiperspirants deodorants, yeah, you could put one application in the morning because it's toxic, because it's suppressing your sweat, because it's, it's chemicals flowing through your body, right? Versus something that's more natural. Yeah, you may need to reapply it once or twice in the day. That's okay. Um, so look, these are the ones that I got my hands on. But like I said, go on the Environmental Working Group Skin Deep database, type in and start researching. I, I also cycle with the Schmitz. I use Corpus and Corpus um, has all plant derived ingredients and it's a really good one. And I love the smell actually of those the most. They have a nice line. Um, let's see if I can think of any. No, I can't think of any others off the top of my head. But like I said, you can go online and check and, uh, and start changing your deodorant if you're using one of these conventional ones, all right? So look, that's the whole thing that we do here. We, we go, we chip away, right? So next week, we're going to do some other good ones. Next week, or the week after, we're going to do some really good ones too. But it's empowering you all, okay? All right, today's product review is on chips, particularly tortilla chips. I'm going to do a product review on this is because ever since I was little, I love tortilla chips. Who doesn't love to snack on tortilla chips, but I want to teach you all how to shop for them. What are the rules of thumb? Okay. Really important. First and foremost, most of these tortilla chips are going to be made out of corn. They're going to be corn based. The rule of thumb is that majority, we already know majority, 93% of corn in the United States is genetically modified. If you don't know what genetically modified food is, please Google it or start researching, go down the rabbit hole because it's really important for your health long-term to understand what genetically modified food is, what glyphosate is. Back to that. Non-organic tortilla chips are a no-no. Never get non-organic tortilla chips because you're already guaranteed to be getting corn. What you want is organic tortilla chips. Also, really important to understand is that many of these tortilla chips um, are also uh, paired with oil, right? You'll see sunflower, safflower, avocado, but canola oil and corn Non-organic is a pair you want to stay away from. Really important because canola oil comes from rapeseed, but when it's not organic, and I'm not, I'm not, and I'm going to say this now, I'm not even a fan of organic canola oil. I'll tell you why. But when canola oil is non-organic, it's being processed from a crude oil chemical called hexane, right? So it's 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 aggressively processed, taken out, removed, and then you're getting canola oil. Canola oil is already a processed oil. Period. Uh, but when it's organic, 
It's not when it's not organic, you're getting it from hexane. Hexane, hexane is a nasty thing. You don't want a crude oil byproduct going into your mouth, period. Not to mention, though, canola oil is genetically modified food, high in glyphosate, really crappy. On top of that, even if it's organic, you don't want it. Why? Well, organic bypasses the hexane, uh, the hexane step, and it's actually squeezed out. But it, it's also already inherently high in anti-nutrients, right? Uh, erucic acid, it's called. It's low in omega, right? And the profile is really poor for cooking because even if it's an organic canola oil, it's not processed with hexane, it's squeezed out, but it still has a poor fatty acid profile. It's high in something called erucic acid. It's a potent anti-nutrient. It's low in omega-3s and it's really poor for cooking. It oxidizes and gets rancid pretty damn fast. So why would we even be using canola oil in general? Why is it in so much stuff? Well, it's really cheap. It's cheap to use, it's cheap to produce. Um, and, and that's why you're seeing it in a lot of these chips. So look, take home, you go to the supermarket, you go, I'm having a party with my loved ones and we're gonna get tortilla and we're gonna get salsa and dip. Well, make sure one, you're not getting conventional corn chips with corn and it has no canola oil. And if it's organic and you're having organic corn chips, make sure that the um, make sure that the, there's no canola oil, even if it's even if it's organic. Organic corn chips, if it still has organic canola oil, stay away from it. Now, when it comes to the organic uh, chips, you'll see a lot of them have safflower or sunflower oil, and it's usually high in that. Uh, it, it'll even say safflower and or sunflower oil. The problem with safflower and sunflower oil is they're high in those omega-6s, as I mentioned before. Omega-6s tend to be inflammatory. Uh, when you talk about safflower oil, it's 75% omega-6. When you talk about sunflower oil, it's 65% omega-6, respectively, for these two. So what, what I'm saying is that you want to make sure that if you're having corn chips or you're having chips in general that, that are made with safflower, sunflower oil, well, make sure in the day you're getting omega-3s, right? You're having flax or you're having uh, cold water fish if you're having, or fish oil, whatever it is, you're having those omega-3s to help balance out. Remember the daily ratio as I was talking about. You want it to be one to one. And I said, American diet usually has 15 to 20 to one omega-6 to omega-3s. No good. No good for heart health, no good for body health, no good for liver health. So pay, pay close attention to this. So there's a lot of these organic chips that are out there. It's, I, I actually haven't found one that is really good. I know Siete is the most popular one, and I wanted to talk about this. Um, I, everyone here knows I have trust issues with products. And when I first saw Siete, literally, it's it, the only certification stamp it had was... Uh, Abuela approved, and in Latin culture, Abuela's grandma approved. So it was grandma approved. I go, okay, that's cute, but you know, what, how do I know that these products are organic? Now, luckily, I had a friend who visited the facility in Texas, and what they learned was about the production and quality of these. Because at any other day, I'd be like, look, Siete is just bamboozling me here. I got hoodwinked by Siete because I'm eating it. It's greenwashing me. Uh, but basically what it is, it's, um, it uses cassava. Cassava is a root that is uh, in South America. It's yuca. I grew up with yuca, but I didn't know it was cassava. But it's high in something called resistant starch that helps the microbiome. But it's really nice because, look, Siete chips are grain-free and corn-free. A lot of people are grain-free. I know a lot of people have corn allergies. So they've opened and tapped into a market of 
corn-free, uh, corn grain-free to help uh, to help other people who have allergies to these or avoiding these. It's really cool. They're tasty. Okay. But we want to make sure that we know what's in it. Now, it's not organic. Uh, it has cassava. It's cooked in avocado. Um, and it has uh, chia seeds um, and coconut. So three of those four don't need to be organic, right? Cassava, actually, they've been found. It's commercially produced ones don't necessarily need uh, fungicides, pesticides. They're seldomly used in general. Avocado is one of the uh, clean 15, doesn't need to be necessarily organic, and nor do coconuts. The only thing of concern in these siete chips are the chia seeds because we know the chia seeds uh, it should be organic. All the chia seeds that I consume are organic. So that's the downside for the Tiete chips. But overall, 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 quality-wise, it's better. It's better than most of them out there, right? I'd like to see, I'd really like to see, and if you're listening, Siete, I'd like to see this company have uh, a USDA organic label because that would just bring it to the next level and in my opinion would be the best tortilla chips out there. When it comes to Siete, I think that they are overall pretty good. Like I said, I'd like to see their chia seeds in particular be organic. Um, so again, you're going out, you're getting tortilla chips, make sure it's always organic, no corn, no canola. Even if it is organic, it doesn't have canola. If it has safflower or sunflower and you're eating a whole bag of chips, then make sure you're balancing that out with omega-3s in your day, right? Especially in that day. Um, and then the Siete chips, I think they're pretty good. I think they should be organic. Um, only one of the ingredients in the um, the original flavor or the plain flavor uh, is of concern and that's the chia seeds. But at the end of the day, you know, we can't go crazy over everything. So make sure you follow these rules when you're buying tortilla chips, all right? This is gonna be a good one because this is about breakfast food. And who does not like to eat breakfast? Me personally, I look forward to my breakfast. And there was a time when I was in college and, and not really knowing much about real nutrition, just knowing about kind of like, like bro nutrition, right? Like working out and, you know, chicken and uh, salads and brown rice and oatmeal. And I didn't really know much. Didn't really care about much, to be honest. But now, but now I do, a lot more. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about oatmeal, right? Everyone makes oatmeal. Everyone loves oatmeal. It's quick. It's easy, and you can mix it up with your favorite stuff, all right? So I'm gonna go through three today, the worst of the worst, a greenwashing one, and my favorite, all right? We're gonna start with the worst of the worst, and I know you've seen this one, all right? Quaker Oats by Pepsi Company, all right? Quaker Oats is one I really need to talk about right? This is in pretty much every store since I was a kid. This was the oats that I was using in college every day for breakfast. And these are the oats that were found to have levels of glyphosate that were concerning. Last year, the Environmental Working Group, and I want everyone to know who the Environmental Working Group is because the Environmental Working Group is doing some of the best work when it comes to food toxins, toxins in different 
personal care products, heavy metals, whatever it may be, you can actually cross-check everything with that website. Excellent group. Well, this group did a study on breakfast cereals, um, and they were the ones who actually exposed Cheerios, which I'll talk about maybe on another show, but they brought out and revealed about Quaker Oats having a thousand parts per billion of glyphosate. The concern is, is that the allowable level or what they consider the contaminant level of glyphosate, particularly in water, is 700 parts per billion. This is a thousand parts per billion. This is something that we eat more than one serving. I know I was, I mean, half a cup is a serving. Back when I was really working out and wanting to gain weight, I mean, I was eating like one, two cups a day. All right, so this is a company that even though, and here's the tricky part, look at this, it has a non-GMO label. That should ensure us that there's no glyphosate, even though we still found it. Their website talks about nothing about glyphosate. Their website talks nothing about cleaning out pesticides. This is not a good oatmeal, all right? It's cheap for a reason. It's crap. So Quaker is one of the worst oatmeals and one that I would stay away from and one that I wanted to bring to light today. All right, that's Quaker Oats. Let's move on. Oh, I want to talk about this one. I do. Bad. Because to me, this is the RX bar of oatmeal. Man, like when I, I, I'll never forget when I was at Whole Foods, I'm walking around and it's in the refrigerated aisle and I go, oh, what is this? This is just prepackaged oatmeal. I go, this is nice. I mean, this it's got to be clean, organic, non-GMO, all these things. And I'm looking at it. I go, oh, oh. This is, they're using buzzwords just like RX bar. This is the greenwashing of all oats. So let's go to it. I know you've seen this if you've been at Whole Foods. It's called the mush bar or the mush uh, oatmeal. This is uh, prepackaged overnight oats, all right? They use all the buzzwords that you ever wanted to hear. You go on the website, they say fresh is in their DNA. And then you're like, ooh, well, fresh. I, I mean, I don't want spoiled. Fresh is in the DNA. Like that's, that's, that's a company that I want to get behind. No preservatives, no artificial flavors. Great. Dairy-free milk. All right, well, you know, a lot of people are moving away from dairy for good reason. But now we know that it's in almond milk or coconut milk. It's non-GMO, or so it says, right? Protein rich. I mean, we're all obsessed with protein. I mean, if I'm going to get protein in this, like I'm good, right? High fiber, awesome. Here is my problem with this mush oatmeal. They use the buzzwords. There is no standardization, nothing that shows me that their oats are organic, free of glyphosate, nothing that shows me in their flavors that are blueberry or apple, and, and they, two of their flavors, they have a blueberry uh, flavor and an apple flavor, but the blueberry also has some apple concentrates, I believe. Nothing shows me that these are organic blueberries and apples. Now, if you watch the last show, I talked about how you can't even pay me to have a conventional apple or blueberry. And we found that in the That's It bar. There was one apple and 20 blueberries. Well. This has no proof to me that these are not highly sprayed conventional apples or blueberries. They can tell me, but there's nothing on the website. Now, here's something that I learned back when I was in school. 
when I was vetting all these supplement companies. If a company has the highest practices, they will be proud to tell you. You, if The minute they pick up the phone, they'll be like, we are certified for this. We are third party tested for this. We can send you all the information. We're glad to email it to you, all of this. They're proud to talk about it. Their website will be telling you about every specification, certification, standardization that they have. When companies are ambiguous and use buzzwords, you have to be careful. That's when they are kind of putting you a little bit in the gray area, putting you in the dark for a reason. And this is what Mush does. I don't like it, not one bit. So again, to reiterate, the oats, no proof that they're not doused in glyphosate. Actually, no proof that they're just not Quaker oats. No proof that they're not doused in glyphosate. Nothing about organic label. Nothing about the blueberries or the apples being uh, pesticide-free. And then nothing about the almond milk that they're using uh, to soak these oats. Nothing about that being uh, organic and free of preservatives. I mean, free of uh, pesticides. So the packaging looks great. I mean, this is clean, right? It looks good. It's at Whole Foods, it must be healthy, but now you're empowered enough to know that this is just greenwashing. So the mush oats, I would just put some raisins in it, put some blueberries, mush it up and throw it in the garbage because this is not something that I would ever eat. All right, let's talk about our number one oats. All right, I spoke to the company quite a while ago because I wanted to know how clean, how high quality, how dedicated they are to us, the people, the consumer. Remember I just said, a company will be proud to tell you about themselves right from the get-go. And this is something that Bob's Red Mill did. I mean, they wrote me paragraph after paragraph after paragraph saying, here's what we do. Here's how we do it. And here's why you should love us. I was like, you know what? I love you. All right, Bob's Red Mill. Boom, here we go, Bob's Red Mill. Automatically, the first thing that I see, better than Quaker, better than that mush crap, is this USDA organic label. What's this telling me? Is that they've taken every precaution to make sure that there is no chemical synthetic pesticides in it, including glyphosate, which I went on my rant about. This is necessary. We want to see that USDA organic label. No glyphosate, okay. Still, unfortunately, what happens is many of these farms have nearby farms which do use glyphosate blow over. So that's why I always say USDA organic is never perfect because there can be some glyphosate. But we know that these oats are not being sprayed or dried as a desiccant, a drying agent. They're not using glyphosate to dry it. So we know that Bob's Red Mill is dedicated to really high standards right? They vet each and every one of their farmers. They say glyphosate is forbidden from any of their food. It's never used as a desiccant. And they are just a company that uses such high standards and high quality, and they're doing it right. So spend the extra two bucks, get yourself something that is not going to give you glyphosate exposure over and over and give it to your kids over and over that we know that it can cause diseases and we know that it can cause dysfunction in the body. Why not just give yourself something that is the cleanest of the clean? So Bob's Red Mill. Bob, if I would 
If I saw you, I'd give you a hug with your white beard and I tell you, you're doing it right and I got a lot of love for you. So those are my three oatmeal product reviews and um, I hope you learned something. I really hope that this was empowering and you can go now online or to the supermarket and purchase with more information and feel that you're making a decision that is in better alignment with overall health. That is the whole purpose of these product reviews. So it's for the people, it's all love, it's all joy. So much love and uh, I'll see you next week.